Hey team, welcome to another edition of the Rugby League Lounge Weekly Show, Grand Final Week. This is going to be the preview show, and of course, got to bring him on. Got Joel from League of Inches. Joel, how are you doing, my friend? How are you feeling? Yeah, good, mate. Grand Final Week. So um, I like this week better than Christmas. This is, um, I love it. So it's it's a great time of year for us footy fanatics. Uh, can't wait for Sunday to put the feet up. A um, couple of beverages, a couple of packets of chips and pizzas and things like that, and just make a full day of it. I absolutely love it. I know my team's not in it, but uh, I still will, will enjoy it, even though it pains me. Well, at least one of the teams that are in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can share that, mate. Obviously, you know, not all Christmases are the same. This one, I'm probably feeling a little bit less excited about because at the end of the day, I'm not going to get the best gift of all, and that is the Storm winning. Obviously, not that. But what I can't complain about is these two teams that are there in the grand final. Last weekend, they earned their spot there. We're talking off camera. Storm, look, they lost themselves the game. They were pushing passes. Smanley Seagulls, Ryan Goodler called it. They were flat-track bullies to a sense. They were trying to play, you know, their footy early without getting into that grind. And Panthers and Rabbitohs deservedly got themselves there in the end. And look, and because of that, like you mentioned, our teams aren't there. So we're going to be looking at this in mutual. And for me, it's sometimes positive because then you can actually enjoy the game. I remember watching grand finals last year. And the other grand final storm have been in. And there's, oh, that whole week is stressful, you know. You're, there's so much weight on the result. And I don't know if the 80 minutes is enjoyable, like, unless you're really convinced you guys are going to win. But let's look at it in mutual, Joel. What gets you excited about this um, encounter? Obviously, two teams that were, you know, the two of the three best teams all season long. And they've got here to the big dance. So, what excites you about these guys matching up on Sunday? Um, the excitement factor is probably the attack from both sides. I know that Souths have that left edge, which I just love to watch. They are magical when they get that work, and it has been lately. And, um, Penrith, I know they haven't been scoring as many points uh, lately, but the attack is still there. Um, but it's a grand final, so it's, so it's going to be tough, and both teams have been brilliant in the last month of footy when it comes to defence. So um, both have been basically brick wars, very hard to to score against. I know Panthers uh, last week and the week before only conceded one try. So it's been a tremendous job. But, I mean, for me, a bit, of, bit more interest is obviously leagues brought on upon hatred. So my team got kicked out um because of one of these teams so that's still that fire's still burning a bit it's it's still there so the loyalties at the moment I'm, I'm pretty keen to see south sydney get up and and give penrith the taste of their own medicine so to speak yeah it's funny you say that because obviously thinking about it, obviously eels fan i'm a storm fan and yeah they were the team that ultimately got us out of there in the end and we touched on you touched on there these teams do bring attack but the panthers you know, obviously they haven't looked like themselves on that end of the field. Um, this final series, they've only scored, I believe, four tries in three matches, which is the, in comparison to what they were doing. You know, at the start of this year, at the end of last, or you know, the majority of last year as well. It's just 
Yeah, there's it's funny because was I'll just touch on the swag of the Panthers that was seen as arrogance, but guess what? They were winning and now it's kind of lost, and now they're being questioned about coming up at the South team that ultimately we don't even know. You know, we like looking at Latrell less South team and it's still on the fence. Like if you said that to me a month or a couple months ago. I think, God, okay, somehow they scrapped in here. Panthers are sure things to be clear favourites. They're not. And that's sort of exciting. Like, sometimes we see grand finals and we can pick the result. So that is really cool um, as a mutual that, you know, I think we can look at it that Souths maybe still are the underdogs because of that Latrell factor. But I think it's still pretty exciting. But I think one thing, and let's touch on this, we love a good – there's some players of the game that, you know, Every every fan just roots for it. Every fan just, for some reason or another, they just want them to see them succeed. And Benji Marshall definitely fits right in that category. There was that amazing stat that he played about 300 games in between his last grand final in 2005. Obviously, the famous flip pass to set up Paddy Richards. So it is great to see him and not just be in the team, but be value of the team. Like we did the awards the other this week, the ballot, and he finished third in our bench of the year, and that just shows you how valuable he still is. Um, what are your thoughts on Benji Marshall, just as a whole, even his whole career, and how how cool is it to see him, you know, potentially going out as a champion if he doesn't decide to go on at the end of the season? Well, if he doesn't decide to go on, I just think this year and if he does go out a winner or even if he doesn't just this year personifies sort of what he how good he's been because you talked about the last time he was at the grand final and what he was doing what he was producing but if you look at his game now he's not doing anything like what he was doing back then he's changed his game completely over the space of his career he's made sure he's been able to continue to be a quality player and basically still be of first grade quality and and be be in the sides because he was if someone told me at the start of the year Benji Marshall was going to be a 14, I would say no, nah, no chance. He's going to just be back up in the halves this year, probably play a handful of games around origin, and that's probably it, unless mm. one of the halves get injured. But he's really actually taken it to the next level, that position. He's become a proper 14 and that just for me it's it just says how good Benji Marshall has been and um just the quality of him and I think if he does retire and there's obviously we'll talk probably off season um about this in a bit more detail but he deserves everything every accolade he's going to get I think he's right up there when it comes to one of the all-time greats because of the impact he's had uh, with the Kiwis and um, or everyone in New Zealand, basically, and what he's done to the kids in this day and age. I remember growing up myself and everyone wanted to do the Benji step. Everyone wanted to be like Benji. That was all the talk. So he's he's basically been a pretty clean skin as well. I know it's early on there was one or two little incidences, but compared to these days, he's been a good clean skin sort of player as well. And, he deserves it all. And um, I know people are talking about things like the next immortals with Cam Smith and things like that. And you can't argue with that. But I'll tell you what, down the years to come, I would not be surprised if Benji Marshall's name is brought up when it comes to 
really some of the game's highest honours like um, that. So I, I love him. I love him as a player. I really hope he does go out a winner this year, uh, this week because if anyone out there deserves it, again, it's him. Yeah, no, that's a fair shout, mate. And, you know, I think we talk about, you know, obviously you kind of briefly mentioned the immortal chat and it's one of those ones like where um, I don't want to get into this too much. I don't believe he's on the level in terms of the guys that are in there, but you talk about the influence of the game that he's had and I kind of compare it to, I don't know if you're much of a basketball fan, but the way Steph Curry kind of changed the game of basketball, everyone, when you go to basketball court, everyone's pulling up from the logo, shooting freeze. When everyone was going down, everyone is practicing the Benji flip, the Benji step. He had that much of impact, and it was just so cool because not only was he able to pull off those tricks, he was the elite of the elite, and it's been so cool to see him adapt his game and turn himself into a guy that is going to be the calming influence, one of his biggest weaknesses back in the day when, you know, and it's one of those things, we wish maybe those two worlds could have clashed together. Imagine the player we could have gotten. But, hey, biggest of choosers. Um, so we'll just appreciate think, Yeah, carry on. I think we, when you just mentioned that, and it brought me back to last week. And, and Wayne Bennett brought him on after what was about 30 minutes. And it was when Souths were really on and, and they were scoring quite a few points. And I thought to myself, man, that's a weird time to bring Ben. You know, I don't know what they're doing because the halves weren't injured at that point. Like Reynolds mm-hmm. wasn't having his issue and things like that. Um, it looked like everything was smooth sailing. South Sydney were playing great. But then you think back on it after the game and you think it was a perfect time to bring him on because he did exactly what you just spoke about. He calmed the ship down, made sure basically he he steered the ship in terms of calming Reynolds and, and Walker and Taft down, making sure that everyone knew we're getting to the grand final here, boys. Let's make sure we just go through the motions now and and do what we need to do. And that's exactly why Wayne Bennett brought him on. He didn't need to bring him on. He could have easily sat him out last week and had him fresh for this week. But that just shows you the influence and the impact he has on that whole squad still, that he comes on there. He's basically like an on-field coach. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, and I can tell you one thing. A team that missed that on-field coach last year, last week were my boys to storm, obviously. <laughs> with Cam Smith, and I think you really, really, like, and I hate to get into it, but you notice it, obviously, in the big games when it matters. Um, smooth sailing, regular season, you know, when every game doesn't matter to an extent. But, yeah, when it matters, when people aren't used to that situation, there's extra pressure on having that extra coach out there, especially with Souths. Like you said, might have been an interesting time to bring him on, but um, that, was the, that was probably the viral time to bring him on because it was easy for the it could have been easy for the boys to lose track you know get on the road when it was getting fired up it was getting a bit fired up so he literally just got on there there was a few times he just grabbed one of his players and just said mate calm down he probably told him we're gonna grand final next week pull your head in and let's just get through it and you hear him how he talks and and he's in the media now a lot of the time he's just such a, a great rugby league mind and i think a lot of people underestimate that about him that's his knowledge of the game it's just he's he's incredible the more you think about it yeah no for sure mate and i think we'll lead on um from what we've been talking about about i think we're going to talk about just let's look at this some strengths of each team um so in particular we'll start on the panthers obviously just having a bit of a spiel about the rabbitos but look for me there's there's one guy in particular 
Nathan Cleary, um, for me, is just fantastic. Like, we obviously were celebrating um, Tommy Trevojevic last night getting the deli in, and not far behind them was Nathan Cleary. Um, but for me, when I look at the best players in the game, um, and people might say Tommy straight away, but I, I really have to think about it. And if he is able to continue on um, this week and kind of get his way to victory, it's obviously he's going to have a huge influence on the result. Um, Nathan Cleary's emergence over these last two years, Joel, to leading his team to two consecutive grand finals, finishing third in the Dallium last year, the best player last year, and the second best player this year. Um, what are your thoughts on Nathan Cleary? Um, just, just, just as a whole, mate. Well, he was the best player last year. Let's just get that out of, out of the way. Dallium system. Clearly flawed um, and and continues to be so for mine. But uh, and this year he was out for what eight weeks or something, and he only lost the this year by um, five six points or something. So he could have easily won it back to back Dalyams, and that just that, that that just shows you how much of the quality has been there for for Nathan Cleary the last two years. And you, you mentioned him; it's not just about his, his kicking game is great. Those bombs he puts up is next level. You're not going to catch him, whoever you are. We've seen that already. The better fullbacks have dropped him. But it's his game management. It's that he's smarts at that age. He's only, what, 23 at the moment? Uh, maybe 24, if I got that right. So um, he's so young, yet he just has this game about him. And he's carrying a crook shot. He literally, everyone knows, he's getting surgery next week to fix it. It's that bad. And he's still taking on the line running the ball, running against the big forwards. like That takes a hell of a lot of guts. That You've got to have some balls to be able to do that. And Because one more bad shot on that shoulder, it, he's completely done. He wouldn't be able to do anything more. And he's just so brave. And his defense is up there as well. Everyone says about the good halfbacks, yep, the attack's great, but they need the good defense. He's got that. He's just the goal kicking, general play kicking, He's just got everything, and he honestly plays another 10 years. I won't be surprised if he picks up at least two to three Dalian medals in that time frame, uh, and it dominates the halfbacks um, in years to come. And he's, but in the peak of his career, he might be earning up to upwards of about 1.5. We could be really seeing that sort of a figure. Yeah, no, honestly, mate, like if I had the draft, if it was the NBA system and I could draft one player, I think he's the top of my list now. Um, above, you know, like I just mentioned, Tommy, Harry Grant's number one who I'm high on, been a Storm fan. There's a few other young guns, but for me, he has just got this control of the game. And we, I thought we were transitioning to where we were going to see a really influx and like your main marquee guys maybe not being in the half position as fullbacks has really taken off and hookers has become more valuable than they ever have. But Nathan Cleary's bucked that trend. He can really show that he can change the momentum of game still despite the new rules. Um, his kicking's unreal and his, yeah, his way of just taking the game by his neck. And I'll just touch on that shoulder thing. And I think that's a great point about this one, this game. He knows it's only one more game. I think that first game against South Sydney, it was probably, he thought he could probably take a step back against the undermanned South Sydney side. And obviously it didn't pay off for him. Um, it let him down in the end. 
Um, but hey, he's only got one more game now and he gets to redeem himself. What's another strength of the Panthers? If you had to pick one um, strength from the Panthers that you think is going to be a big concern for the Rabbitohs to stop, is there anything in particular that sticks out for you? I think as well as Cleary, I think the halves in general, they've played together for so long now. They've played lower grades. They've come through. They clearly operate together so well. Um, Luar's been down on form, it's fair to say. He hasn't been what he has been. Um, he has been a little bit down, and he's admitted that himself. But they just work just so well. They don't need to talk, it seems. They just know each other's games. And that's that's something that I love to see, that, that sort of the, the chemistry that they have together is just is next level. But and versing the Rabbitohs halves, it has to be up there. It has to be that is the best battle for me across the whole park. Is that half if those halves, whoever halves fire and, and do what they need to do right will win the game. And out of those four players, one of those are winning the Clive Churchill for mine because that's how much of an impact they need to have on the game. But I also just like with the Panthers, they're, they're forwards. And the fact that they just turn up, they just keep turning up. They don't stop. And we've seen that over the last few weeks, Penrith have missed a lot of tackles and a lot of people have been worried about that. But the fact that they've been able to slide and cover defense so well, it's kind of like, it, they, they obviously, they want to make first up contact, but there's always a plan there if it doesn't happen. They're all playing for each other. You can't coach that. You can't coach a team that plays for each other like that. So the fact that they're missing all these tackles just suggests that this team is right where they need to be. Yeah, no, for sure, mate. I was actually going to make a post about the Brisbane Broncos and you'll kind of understand where I'm, thinking, where, um, where I'm going with this. But Kurt Tatewell was fantastic. And we're going to talk about it might shift now. You bring up the half battles, but another guy that's going there is Adam Reynolds. These guys are huge for their teams right now. Um, and Broncos fans will be licking their lips, you know. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about I want to mention, I just want to get this out of the way. Now, I want to talk about our strengths, but do you think it's interesting that the, the injury that obviously, like when we saw Blake Taff kicking that goal, I, I was like, hang on a second. How did you react when you saw Blake line up that kick? And then we can lead into that injury and the role it might play in this grand final. I think the biggest concern there was the fact that he was kicking from the start. So I could have understood if yeah. South opened up, a, say, a 14, 18-point lead, then they swap. I could understand that. But the fact that it was bad enough he couldn't kick from the start. They had no idea what was going to happen last week. The Tommy Turbo show could have turned up and Manly could have been right up there and they lost because of a couple of conversions that were missed where you'd probably favour Reynolds to kick pretty much all of the ones that were missed um, on the weekend. So that's a, that is a bit of a concern. He didn't kick much in general play either. So Cody Walker did a lot more kicking. That is a big concern as well because – Reynolds kicking game, I, I talk about Cleary and no doubt in the world what we've both said about Cleary is, is true, but I think the battle here, they're a lot closer than a lot of people think when it comes to especially the kicking game. These two are the best boots in the game by a country mile and we're going to see that on the weekend. And if Reynolds is not even close to 100% 
and he can't kick as much as what he did on the weekend where, where we've clearly impacted, that's a big worry for South Sydney because they rely on that so much. Um, we've seen Edwards really not that safe under the high ball lately and he's not a bit cautious of what to do. If Reynolds can get those bombs that up and, and really dictate where Edwards is getting the ball from, South Sydney will win the game for mine. But it's just this is a this thing right now, his injury is the biggest cloud for South Sydney. Yeah. No, for me it is too. I've actually I just I maybe I'm looking at the wrong places. I I actually probably haven't been on social media too much and seeing and I didn't even watch any NRL for six I didn't watch the Dallians last night recorded it and I only had half of it but I haven't seen much about them talking about the extent of Adam Reynolds and for me it's a huge concern but do you know what was now Cody Walker has had better games than last well we can talk about that has was that Cody Walker's best game he's played now there's been more highlight games there's been all that where you've look at the instinctive skills and the speed but for me why it was my favorite Cody Walker game is what we mentioned the biggest concern is Adam Reynolds. And for me, when I talk about Jerome Hughes, Cameron Munster, Nathan Cleary, um, I don't know if I mentioned Luke Carey as well. What I like about them is, now I don't want to rely on them doing this all the time, but they can be runners. They can sit back and make decisions. Where a lot of the times when I'm ranking, when I'm looking at this, I haven't seen Cody Walker kind of delve into both sides of the game, especially in big games as well. The other night when he had to, he stepped up and he was still able to produce those plays where he was able to score tries. Yes, it was the right bounce, right time, especially that first one. That second one, though, he worked for it. But also having that responsibility of kind of those, you know, those halfback responsibilities, he was able to step up. What do you thought, like, is Cody Cody Walker's game the other night, did you have – did you – did you kind of look at him like I looked at him like, yes, he's great, but there's a side of him that he's missing? Or did you kind of know that he was able to do that? Were you surprised or were you kind of not shocked by last night's before um, by last Friday night's performance? It's a weird thing to say, but for mine, Cody Walker's finally arrived. Yep. Um, he's had a phenomenal year, no doubt. Um, but the biggest thing for Cody Walker and the biggest criticism he's had over a number of years now where he's been good, but he's always good against the poor teams. And anytime, whether it's state of origin or big games for South Sydney, he has gone missing. You've got to call a spade a spade and he's often gone missing and, and hasn't been the player where we know he can be where, especially on the weekend, the Cody Walker that is normally picking on the little kids, so to speak, he was out in full force for a semi-final Clearly, Reynolds was impacted, so he had to sort of step up and be the main dog, and he did that. He was great with his kicking game. He was great with his game management, but he also continued to have that great running game and that left edge um, sort of hook up and, and connection uh, that we all know and love for Cody Walker. So he's he's at the pinnacle at the moment. His confidence is up, and I did a post yesterday about the Battle of the Sixes, and I – was going through the stats and I was just absolutely amazed at his stats this year. It is seriously, seriously good. And it's and there's some really good players out there at the moment that the turbos and the clearies that are getting talked about nonstop and understandably so, but 
you, you take a step back and look at Walker's season and geez, he deserves a lot of respect this year. His name deserves it. And he's got a big play on this weekend. If he fires, as I said, the house fire here, South house fire, they'll win the game. It's just what's Cody Walker going to do. He's right in the element at the moment. Can he do it for one more game in the biggest game of his career? Yeah. I think that is a really good point. Now I'm going to flip that question. Say if both halves fire, let's say they cancel each other out. What part of the game do you see kind of being the swing factor here? Who maybe you can look at the both teams. So say both halves, you know, it's just an even battle. They both are playing tremendous. Is there any player, any aspect of the game that is going to get them over the hump? If you want me to start, I can start us off, but yeah, you can have a way at it if that if that question kind of needs a little bit more of a prompt. So basically, both halves have, have cancelled each other out. They're both playing a phenomenal game. Yep. I look at the hookers and I look at Appy and I look at Damien Cook. And <laughs> for mine, yeah. <laughs> well, if um, they cancel each other out, now you carry on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I say that because... Cook's had a lot of criticism this year. And I was saying to myself just on the weekend that he's stepped up. He is, I feel like the last couple of weeks, his running games got back um, really, really good. So obviously I'm looking there, but I'm old. Like I like to sort of go and look at the lineups and cancel each other out type thing. And what player will get on top of that player, his opposite number, things like that. And for this one, after having a quick look at the lineups, it's so hard because apart from maybe one or two really standout um, players in that position, they're all pretty even. So if we're going to sit here and say both teams for a grand final are at their absolute pinnacle, it's a point, isn't it? It's going to be a field goal. It's going to be a, it's going to be that close to whoever wins this, but um, it's a battle of Penrith defense against South Sydney's attack and how much of Penrith defense can stop South Sydney's, especially that left edge. They know it's going to come. Everyone knows it's going to come. This year, no one's been able to defend it. So it's a hard one to answer because <laughs> I just feel like it's the grand final. It's going to be so close. It's it's so hard. It's so good too because, like we said, if anyone was to think about the trail being out and this match being as tight as, like, I keep seeing a lot of people saying they don't know. And honestly, look, I'm not too sure. I've got a little bit of a prediction in my head, and we might get to that to um, finish off the, the episode tonight. But it's just so cool. Like, and, you know, obviously, we'll take take my fandom out from the storm. It is going to be epic to watch these teams battle out. Um, look. Just on Tarf as well. Yeah. That was huge last week. Hmm. He, he made the mistake early on, and then what happens five minutes later? He sets up a cutout pass that could have easily been intercepted. We've seen Jason Saab intercept them all year. Um, held his nerve, set up um, Johnston in the corner with a phenomenal cutout pass. So everyone thought once Latrell, and I put my hand up, I said it, once Latrell was got down, South Sydney wouldn't win the comp. But, geez, this kid, um, people were saying, no, nope, don't put him in, put Johnston back at fullback, just go for the... The safe option, geez, there's no safe option here. This kid is going to be a real talent. Yeah. I was saying Cody Walker should think about going back to fullback and put Benji there. Like I honestly thought that was just look at star power. 
and Cody Walker giving more license to Rome at eager my face. Mm. It's worked out. He's not even a concern for me. I will say though, like obviously <laughs> I'll be stupid. Like if Latrell Mitchell's in this match, there's a big chance I'm picking the Rabbitohs for sure. Um, but he's not a liability. Like like you said about Dylan Edwards, like he's still got a few errors on him. And then the back three of the Panthers, you could force an error from them from a bomb as well. Should we get the predictions, um, Joel, here? How Look, it is Tuesday when we're recording this. We've still got five more days to come. The team lists have just come out. And before you make predictions, let's just do a quick roll call. Panthers, obviously, Dylan Edwards at the back. Stephen Crichton. We've got Paul Momorowski, Matt Burton, To'o, Luai, Cleary. Forwards, we've got Moses Leota, Episai, I don't know why I said like that, Appy Corusau, James Fisher-Harris, Viliami Kikau, Kurt Catewell, Isaiah Yo on the bench, Tyrone May, Scott Sorison, who was a tremendous chase last week, Spencer Lanyu, and Liam Martin. Then we go Rabbit, Blake Taff. So no... no um. No Tavita Pangai Jr. for Penrith. No. Nope. Unfortunately, his knee injury was a bit too serious. So it's actually a good point. So he has been, I'm just going to scroll down, officially, yeah, he has been. Wow. So I think it's MCL three weeks or something. So unfortunately, his quick Penrith career um, is over like that. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, he was really good the last couple of weeks for Penrith. He did exactly what they needed. So... He is a loss, but Lenyu um, did it earlier in the year, and a lot of people thought it might have been a bit harsh to bring Pangai in and and have Lenyu miss out in his grand final match again. And it's ended up the footy gods have shun and got this kid back into sort of where he belongs. But yeah, Pangai, that's a big blow because he's been actually pretty good. Yeah, and that's interesting. I'll just cover off the bench for South before I get to their lineup. Obviously, we talked about Benji, Jacob Host. Thomas Burgess and Jai Arrow, and you think about it when originally thinking Tavita's been ruled out, it's like maybe that's the edge they have in the bench. But Spencer Leon has been, his name has been thrown up prematurely for New South Wales, but there is that buzz that league speed was commented on last week as well. There's reason for hype around him. Um, Tyron May will fill a role when needed as well on the better utilities um, in terms of the way he can be like a Mr. Fixer. And Liam Martin, we don't have to talk about him. Obviously, he's a little been, been a little bit down in form. I think he played pretty good last week. He's a blue for good reason as well. So the bench matchup is really interesting. Jai Arrow has been gave them a lot of energy um, in the last couple of weeks. Um, so we'll just go to He's South. been crazy good. He's been really good. Like I said, he's... like I said, for me, when I you mentioned Tavita Pangai and me just um kind of just having a bit of a forgetful moment there. I thought Jai Arrow might be the factor that really, you know, outweighs the bench in the um, South Sydney South Sydney direction. Yeah, what what are you, some more thoughts on Jai Arrow, mate? I can see you want to get something off the chest. No, just he's just been so good. And it's it's one of those things where each time, and this is pinnacle for grand finals, where players get fired up and someone will come at him. Obviously what happened last year with the Teddy incident, he's probably copped it quite a bit from players this year, but he gets better. Anytime someone fires up at him, he gets better. And I wasn't the biggest fan of what he did, obviously, against Tedesco. And I think sometimes you've got to move on and, and let things happen. Both players have moved on. But, um, yeah, he's just – he's been so good this year. Oh, and huge. maybe a lot of people probably had head-scratching moments saying they paid so much money for him. He's on the bench. But 
for valid reasons now, it's been a phenomenal play from Wayne Bennett. Mm, yeah, no, agree, agree. He has brung something to this team that they missed. I'm not going to compare him to Sam Burgess or the Ben Teos, mm. but when they've been in the prelims, um, look, they've lacked that mongrel sometimes, and he's definitely brought that. There's a bit of toughness about them. We'll get the rest of the lineup. Blake Taff, obviously, filling in for Latrell. Alex Johnson, top trisk of the year. Dan Gagai, Campbell Graham, Jackson Paulo, Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds, Mark Nichols, the GOAT, Damien Cook. Just want to touch on Cook. Very similar to what you said about Cody Walker, about just that kind of in those big games hasn't stepped up. Um, but last week definitely did that. So huge for Cook. That's going to be a great battle. Tavita Totola, um, Keon Kolomatungi who's been fantastic, Jaden Stewart and Cameron Murray. Look, we talked about the battles in the halves. The hookers battle, fantastic. The Lucy battles, arguably two of my favourite players in the competition. I want us to get to our tips now. Who? What are you thinking at this stage? Obviously, Tuesday, about five more days to kind of, you know, digest what we think is going to happen. Where are you leaning so far, um, Joe? Joe, obviously, I think it's going to be a tight one. Yeah, I'm going to go. I look across this and I just, it's phenomenal how close the battles are here. And you just, as a neutral now, you've already said it, we're going to sit there, being able to just enjoy the game if for once and not be riding every moment when it's our team. The battles here are phenomenal. I cannot wait for this game. Um, I know you're a Storm supporter and I'm kind of glad for once they're not in it because it's just yeah. some, it's, it's two other teams for, um, for whatever reason, but no, it's I'm going to go South Sydney in a fairy tale moment with Wayne leaving the club and, and Adam Reynolds going, um, the, the favourite son of South Sydney. I'm going to say South by one with a Reynolds field goal, um, and he'll also pick up the Clive Churchill um, in a pretty much a sweep. So um, a very low scoring game, I'll add. I think it's going to be maybe maximum like a 13-12 score line. Um, an absolute thriller, and it's going to be one of the grand finals for the ages for mine. Oh, I hope so. So you're not too worried about Adam Reynolds, um, obviously. I am worried about him, but I just think you said it about Cleary with his shoulder. Like, this is the same thing. It's just that it's an upper body injury. They're, for mine, both halfbacks are one knock away, it seems, to be out of the grand final. It, they, it could happen in the first five minutes where – Either of them gets a knock on either Cleary the shoulder or um, Reynolds the the lower the leg and they'll be gone. But um, I'm thinking he steps up and it's the footy gods. There's a such thing as a footy gods, I'm telling you. And I think it's it's glory, glory to South Sydney. Yeah. No, feel cool, mate. Now, what was your tip at the start of the year just before I get to my tip? And, and this is the other reason why. It's a personal thing. Um, guys, go back and watch the videos that we do, and it's the preseason one. I'm pretty sure, and I don't know if I mentioned it on your channel or not, but I actually it. had South Sydney to win the comp. Um, I was worried when Latrell went down, and look, to be, I don't want to gloat, but I literally have predicted the way their season's gone. I said they wouldn't get the minor premiership, which people go, so how can you tip them to win the comp? I said Wayne Bennett does this; he knows what to do. He'll get them up at the right time of year. They'll have a little lull and then they'll shoot off to the grand final um, and win it. So, so far, so good. 
Who did you... Don't ask me what the lotto numbers are, though. Did you pick them to verse the Panthers or Storm? I can't remember that far. <laughs> My memory's not that good. No, I'd uh, love to say it was Penrith, but I don't think it was because I had Penrith. I'll put my hand up and say I had Penrith maybe falling a little bit. I was a little bit worried with their losses of their senior players. So I think it was the storm. So it wasn't a this grand final. Um, but yeah, I'll put my hand up and admit that I did have South Sydney to win the comp. And that's the reason I maybe going South Sydney. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough, mate. Um, so thanks for that. Yeah, that's um I'm a, yeah, it's a very good point about Reynolds. I am a little bit worried about it now. I think, like I said, though, Cody Walker has been stepping up, and I think Cook might even do some more controlling too. Um, he seems like he might not be the best Cook that we've seen, but he is, like we talked about, Benji, just understanding the game more um, in terms of maybe the X factors slightly off, but winning football, they know what to do now. So when I look at that... I'm going Panthers. I'm going some tight scramble D. Look, I think a lot of people are predicting to for them all these games to catch up for them. But look, if it was to catch up for them, it was against the Storm. Um, but again, it's another week. I understand the concern, but it's grand final day. They'll be up for it. A guy that I didn't mention now. I think my look. I'm a bit. I'm unsure who I'm going to predict for Clive Churchill at the moment. I'm am thinking Nathan Clear. I think he just. You know, like you said, he's the best player on the team. Simple as, he's going to be the best player in the park. But I think a mismatch Panthers do have is a bloke called Brian Toto. Averaged the most metres in the season, I believe. Um, not in terms of total running, but um, I think there was some crazy stat they released. And same amount of runs as um as Paul Gallon, but average just ridiculous amount. Paul Gallon got through a truckload of work, but Brian Toto just skyrocketed in terms of how many metres he was getting. He is a beast. Now, he is potentially a threat to be, you know, put under threat from these bombs from Reynolds, but I don't think he is going to be 100%. I think there's going to be a bit less juice on these kicks, and I think he might cause Jackson Paul a lot of troubles and just in the backfield as well. Obviously, they're going to avoid kicking to him, now, that, Wayne Bennett will find ways to get him out of the game, but I think Brian To'o is going to get involved. At times last week, I thought he's having a quiet game, and then they bring up his stats, and he is so impactful. Um, so for me, he's going to be a huge factor. He might be that fat, The four-pack is going to cancel each other out as well. Like, Tom Burgess has been great, but that just be, might be the X factor they need slash get them through the yardage battle as well. For me, Brian Toto is going to be huge in this game. Um, and him and Cleary are going to be, I think, Coruscant is going to have his moments, but they might cancel each other out. I think Brian Toto might be the mismatch here that gets them over the top. So I'm picking him to win. Look, I'm going to say by, gosh, let's go by six. Let's go by six. Let's go 16-10. Let's, let's flip it. It was 16-10 um, last time they versed. Let's go 16-10 this week. Just a quick off-the-cuff question for you then. Off that, you mentioned it. Who has the better advantage after week one's result? Who do you find gets that little advantage? It's a really good question. You have got me. Um I think do you want to be on the I losing think, end or do you want to be on the winner's end? I think the Panthers, because I don't think I think the Panthers didn't show all their cards. 
and potentially the Rabbitohs did. Potentially. Um, but, yeah, look. But then the confidence you get from just beating the team once, that belief um, that would have been – obviously, it was a mistake for the Panthers not to win. Um, but, yeah, that's interesting. Um, obviously, yeah, look, I, don't know, I feel like an idiot now because obviously, obviously it's a team that won. But, yeah, I think there's more to be discovered from the Panthers than the Rabbitohs. I think the Rabbitohs – I, I think what they're doing is sustainable, but I just don't know if there's much more there. Where Pampers, I think there's something that they're holding back. It's just whether they can deliver on the day because they have lost their swag a little bit. Um, how do you feel about that kind of, yeah, just to flip that question on you? Oh, man. That's why you asked me because you weren't sure you're going to steal my answer. Yeah, I, I, I'm asking the questions here, mate. <laughs> um, oh, it's a t- it's a, it is a really tough one. Um there's arguments for both sides, but I think I'd rather just be South, just really a bit of confidence. I think that the result gets you a bit of confidence. So um, knowing three weeks ago, you beat this side. Um, Penrith have had to do it a bit tougher for mine um, against two really quality outfits that they had to play really tough for. Maybe that is what they need for the grand, for a grand final. But yeah, I just think maybe South just with a little edge. Mm, no, nah, fair enough, mate. But in saying that, Penrith did put 50 points on him throughout the year, so uh, who knows? Who knows, mate? I covered a lot today, and it just shows you how much talent there is. I'm just looking at the team list, and I just wanted to be able to chuck. We, we hadn't talked about ugly best prop in the world and James Fisher-Harris. We only just mentioned Brian Toto. The killer, Kiel Matangi, we didn't touch on, but... Basically, we didn't even talk about the best 13s in the game. I think that's just going to be such an even battle. It's like picking hairs. But we're done. We're done and dusted. Preview. So my tips to Panthers, Brian To'o, stuff it. Clive Churchill just over Nathan Cleary. You're going to Adam Reynolds to kick the field goal. Grab the Clive Churchill to bring South Sydney home and send him off in a fairy tale like fashion. Joel. Thank you very much, mate. Um, I hope you enjoyed covering the grand final with me. Um, and, yeah, any last thoughts, mate? I just can't wait. The more I think about this game, the more I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be an absolute cracker. And, guys, whatever you thought about the, the NRL this year and the quality of the games and the officiating, whatever, put it aside for this one game. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm – with years for it. I've been outraged a lot of the time and I'm pretty disgusted in a lot of it, but this game deserves bums on seats, eyes glued to the TV, get your barbecues cranking because this is going to be good. It's going to be a pearler, guys. Everybody enjoy the game. Enjoy the whole week. It's going to be an absolute fantastic time to be a footy fan. So catch you guys maybe next week. I think we will be reviewing. Um, especially if it's a Golden Point thriller like Joel Pernod. No Mad Monday for us. <laughs> no Mad Monday for us. Awesome, guys. Catch us next week. Have a good one. Off. Oh.